All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in key words. For the segment, we're joined by Adam. Good morning. Hello, Lena. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I mean, I'm just stating the facts. Yeah, okay. uh, all the pressure lies with you and the ball is in your court. Well, thank you very, very much. <laughs> not helping the matter one bit. <laughs> Do you have a cold? Uh, no, not really a cold. I have a bit of a hay feverish type thing oh, going on. No. Yeah, so just the nasals. Don't worry, I'm mm, not, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't I'm use COVID that word. Free. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for joining us despite feeling slightly under the weather. Yeah, mm. it's okay. I'm, I'm feeling fine. It's just the, yeah. Yeah. The nasally stuff. <laughs> you don't sound fine. <laughs> so do, do excuse my nasalness. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump into some yeah. of our major headlines this morning, hopefully trying to clarify some of these major keywords for you. Here's our first pick of the day. Pandemic. All right, let's get the latest on the pandemic situation in the country. New social distancing measures are to uh, kick in in just two days on Thursday. This is despite concerns over variants, uh, no significant drop in daily cases. So you can imagine, well, mm. the expectations, and but also mm. the fact that, well, is it too soon to maybe mm. lift standing social distancing measures? What's the latest? Yeah, the uh, daily cases did drop to the 500s yesterday, but uh, that's still much higher than the three to 400s we were seeing last week. Uh, mm. But the health authorities are still on alert as well amid concerns over uh, a safe, uh, steady rise rather in cases of the Delta variant and others. That Delta variant being uh, one of concern globally, not just mm. here in Korea. Uh, many experts have expressed concerns over the new four-tier social distancing measures as well, saying it's too soon to implement them. It's kind of this uh, debate between these health experts and the government. Uh, that's why I think the government is kind of listening to them a little bit. They're working on some customized measures for the capital region mm. uh, in order to stop a potential resurgence. Uh, so we might see another four-tier system along with some customized measures like mm. we've seen before. Regionally speaking, sure. That's right, regionally speaking. Uh, and an announcement with the details on that is said to be announced uh, in the coming hours, in fact. Uh, so we will hear about that soon. Mm. Uh, under the four-tier distancing level, the Greater Seoul area will be under level two. Uh, that will allow restaurants and cafes to open till midnight mm. from the current 10 p.m. Uh, bars and other nightlife facilities will resume their operations as well. Uh, the ban on gatherings of five or more people will also be lifted to six people. That's until July 14th. That's in the capital area mm. uh, and the ceiling will go up to eight thereafter uh, there will be no restrictions on business operations and the number of people allowed at social gatherings in other areas after the pilot run as well mm. uh, I think that is the area of the most concern for health experts as well because a lot of people are traveling to those areas precisely so, so if, yeah. let's say a soul light goes to different parts of the yeah. country that are under level one social yeah. distancing with little to no restrictions mm-hmm. in place um, I'm not quite sure if that's a good, good thing necessarily yeah so there is this kind of argument going yeah. on at the moment uh, unfortunately uh, though cases have fallen to the low 500s uh, health authorities are concerned mm. the figure could hover back up to the 600s uh, especially with more people traveling outside as i mentioned uh, there's also still concerns over sporadic cluster infections happening across the country as well so mm. not just the capital region they're popping up uh, all over so yeah I think it does bring into question whether our vaccination rate is fast enough uh, Mm. with these alleviated social distancing measures. I think it's something that you have to balance Mm -hmm. each step of the way. And that's where I think health authorities' concerns come in. Yeah, but there is a thing. The vaccinations, uh, there is a schedule and a timeline for that. The virus is currently spreading as we speak. Mm. So just because there are a forecast or a a time scheduled for vaccinations doesn't mean that the virus is going to wait for that as well. I mean, it's still going to attack people now. Uh, It's interesting. I spoke to an expert yesterday uh, and uh, something that did, uh, something that I agreed with very much. It only just takes one person. Mm. 
to create mm. a whole infection cluster, cluster of yeah, uh, and an outbreak. Mm. And um, obviously, I get it. The government with the economy and you know getting things right. back up, uh, uh, they need to make this delicate balance. But yeah, mm. it's a bit of a risky move. It I'll seems say. that yeah. way, and it's. I know it. We sound like broken records at this point, which yeah. is it's just a subtle reminder, mm. actually not so subtle reminder, that we do have to keep our face <laughs> yeah. masks on in the meantime. Exactly. Yeah. All right, on to our second keyword of the day. Rosy outlook. Uh, Korea's finance ministry has revised its outlook for the country's economy. It is slightly more optimistic than mm-hmm. Bank of Korea's uh, mm-hmm. projection just about a month ago. What's yeah. the latest forecast? Yeah, slightly, slightly more uh, yeah. optimistic than BOK, yeah. and very, very uh, more uh, optimistic rosy <laughs> than its own uh, prediction sure. because the ministry expected the economy to expand 4.2 percent this year. Uh, in December, it estimated 3.2 percent. So that's uh, exactly one percentage point. Uh, more, which mm. is quite significant. Uh, for next year, the government forecasts 3% growth. Uh, if Korea is able to achieve 4.2% growth this year, then it would actually mark the fastest growth since 2010 mm. when the Korean economy expanded 6.8%. Uh, that's obviously off the back of the, the global financial crisis right. as well. So when things were starting to pick up a then. A rebound there. A rebound, definitely, yes. Uh, the ministry's forecast is higher than the Bank of Korea's, as you said. Uh, the Bank BOK projected 4%. Mm. Uh, the IMF predicts uh, 3.6%. Uh, the rosy outlook is mainly due to the solid exports of uh, chips and uh, automobiles mm. and auto parts that we've been seeing lately, mm. and also reviving domestic demand as well. Mm. Uh, the government wants to make it, uh, what it calls a complete economic recovery of the second half with policy measures to boost this domestic demand and mm. narrow social inequality that has been driven by the pandemic. Finance Minister Hong Nam-gi, he told a press briefing that reinvigorating domestic demand is the key to creating jobs and accelerating uh, the economic recovery. And various measures are being put in place to encourage spending, such as this uh, cashback reward for mm. credit card uh, spending and a discount coupon program for uh, six areas that have suffered severe setbacks due to the pandemic. So there's these incentives in place at the moment. Right, uh, Olivia, for example, the tourism yeah. or the arts and culture sector. I mean, movie theaters are yeah. virtually empty. You're mm. not allowed to eat popcorn. It's, I mean, oh, the things that used to generate get, a lot of don't money. Don't get me started on the popcorn. <laughs> I mean, why would you go to a cinema watch a movie without watching uh, without eating popcorn? You can I mean, have on. popcorn. You just can't have it in the theater. Well, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, what I to under- take out? <laughs> I understand the frustration. Take it home with you. In fact, you can take it home. You can also deliver it to your own house. But anyhow, yeah, yeah there are. <laughs> these incentives in place to ensure that we spend money at the right places, it seems. And on to our third keyword of the day. Building collapse. Uh, the death toll from the building collapse in Florida is rising with the search and rescue operation still underway, but still the gross majority is unaccounted for. What's the latest? Yeah, officials found an additional body, uh, unfortunately, in the rubble, bringing the death toll to 10 people so far. Uh, the search and rescue operations have been going on for five days now, and there are fears of the death toll rising. That's because there are still more than 150 people still reportedly missing. Uh, to make things worse, actually, there was a fire that broke out during these operations, mm-hmm. uh, which hampered those rescue efforts Mm. and the source of the blaze was unknown Uh, the fire as well as the subsequent smoke is uh, hampering those efforts Uh, the White House said President Joe Biden would be willing to commit federal resources to an investigation into the cause of the collapse there's been Mm. a lot of conspiracy uh, conspiracy theories into what caused the building to 
uh, topple. Uh, a probe is already underway, in fact, conducted by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Uh, that body was created after the 9-11 terrorist attacks and uh, has investigated that incident and others such as the 2003 Rhode Island nightclub fire as well as uh, some storms, typhoons and hurricanes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, authorities say the decision to transition from search and rescue to recovery cannot be made until crews are confident no one could be alive in any part of the rubble. So still a ways to go yet anyway. Because that golden time is technically 48 hours. But if we've mm. seen similar stories in different parts of the world before, mm. namely for us in Korea, the Sampung Department mm. uh, store falling, I mean, days after the rescue and, and search and rescue efforts mm. should have been over, they found missing yeah. people. So that's why they're actually much more careful of digging through the rubbles too. Yeah, because you never know, right? Exactly. Mm. That's where we stand. And we're going to turn our attention to Hong Kong for our next keyword. Apple Daily Arrest. All right. In Hong Kong, an editorial writer of the now-closed pro-democracy newspaper, Apple Daily, was arrested on Sunday night while attempting to leave the city. What's Mm. the latest? Yeah, so Fong Wai Kong, he was detained on suspicion of foreign collusion to endanger national security. That was the charge anyway. Mm. Uh, Fong was believed to be leaving for Britain when he was arrested. Uh, He is the second editorial writer at Apple Daily to be arrested, and he's also the seventh at the paper who have been arrested in two weeks. Uh, So far, the seven arrested are either journalists or executives of Apple Daily. Mm. Uh, The Hong Kong Journalists Association has condemned the police for targeting journalists and also the New York-based Committee to Protect Journalists has also called Mm. for Fung's immediate release. So it has brung some, uh, some condemnation. Uh, both uh, locally and across the seas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fung's arrest also comes as pro-democracy online news outlet Stand News said in a statement that it would remove commentaries published on its site before June and halt its fundraising efforts because of concerns over the sweeping national security law, that mm-hmm. controversial law that China enacted to try and crack down on dissent. Now, the measures were taken to protect the news outlet supporters, writers and editorial staffers in what Stand News called the literary inquisition of uh, Hong Kong. Now, despite the precautionary measures taken, Stan News did pledge, actually, to keep reporting the news. Uh, Meanwhile, police on Monday banned rallies on the 24th anniversary of the city's handover from Britain to China. Mm. The gatherings were curtailed under public health concerns, Mm. but obviously those pro-democracy activists aren't going to cite the same reasons. Mm. Um, So, yeah, just all in all... Uh, pro democracy, uh, kind of a bad time for democ- pro democracy anyway for uh, Hong, Hong Kong. Kong in general. It mm. seems everything that it seems uh, people who would fight for democracy mm. were afraid it would happen is panning out right before our eyes. It seems that's where the criticism yeah. comes from, right? Mm-hmm. All right, on to our fifth keyword of the day: missing teen found dead. A high school senior who had been missing for seven days has been found dead in a suspected suicide. What's the latest out of this story, Adam? Uh, a tragic story, uh, unfortunately. An 18-year-old Kim Hee-sung uh, went missing on June 22nd. He was found lying down with a plastic bag over his head, uh, and there were no signs of external injuries. So this has led to police believing it was a suicide. Uh, police uh, suspect that he suffocated to death, but said they will determine the exact cause of death after an autopsy once they get uh, the okay from uh, the bereaved family. Family. Now, the senior at Sion High School, he went missing after he sent a text message to his aunt saying he would be home around 9pm after studying at school. He left his phone near the desk drawer in the classroom and stopped by a convenience store near the school about 10 minutes after he sent that message. And CCTV footage showed that he added credit to his public transportation card and brought a standard plastic garbage bag at the convenience store with mm. no uh, contents in it. Mm. Um, he then got on a bus to the Korea Semal Undong Academy in Pundang, mm. south of Seoul, the last stop of the bus. Mm. 
Uh, Pundang police station said Monday they found Kim's body near a footpath on a hill near the main entrance of the Semal Academy mm. uh, in the early morning. Uh, police found no traces of Kim being involved in any school violence. Mm. Uh, no note has been found either. Uh, a family member did tell police that Kim was scolded by his father over his future the day before he went missing, but his family did say that the high school senior got along well with his family and often discussed his future with them. So, uh, yeah. It Who is truly we'll a tragic ha- yeah, story, yeah. but uh, as for the time being, I-, I think what's worst during the search process was mm. all the rumors I've circulated online, and I wish we could do without that. Right. I think that is one of the most unfortunate parts of these stories that there have been similar instances. Yeah, the Hangang situation as well. It Uh, was out of control. Yeah. I I mean, something that is kind of common sense, quintessentially kind of happens in Korea a lot. This online kind of mudslinging and rumor. Despite Uh, what the facts may be, despite what the corrections may be, the rumors turn nasty and malicious. And I think think we should address that. That is also a big social problem. Exactly. All right, we're going to move on to our last keyword of the day. Years of protection. That's what it promises anyhow. <laughs> a new study suggests that mRNA vaccines like the ones made by Pfizer and Moderna could offer years of protection against COVID-19. Mm. Run us mm. through the details as this means maybe we can yeah. skip the booster shots altogether. Yeah, it certainly is a good sign. Mm. Um, Washington-based scientists sought to look at the source of memory cells. Now, the lymph nodes where immune cells train to recognize and fight the virus. I won't get too sciencey, but uh, <laughs> that's what In they're called. <laughs> Now, researchers recruited 41 people, including eight with a history of infection, who Mm. were immunized with two doses of the Pfizer uh, vaccine. From 14 of these people, samples were extracted from the lymph nodes at 3, 4, 5, 7, and 15 weeks after the first dose. Mm. It was found that 15 weeks after the first dose, the germinal center was still highly uh, active in all 14 participants and that the number of memory cells had not actually declined. Mm. This is a good sign, according to the researchers, because germinal centers typically peak one to two weeks after immunization and then wane after four to six weeks. But older adults, uh, people with weak immune systems and those who take drugs that suppress immunity may actually need these booster shots. Mm. People who survived COVID-19 and were later immunized actually may never need them at all. Mm. Uh, Now, the study also showed that the vaccines produced high levels of neutralizing antibodies that were effective against three variants of the coronavirus, including the beta variant that has been uh, shown to reduce the effectiveness of vaccines. So Mm. there's some good news there as well. Uh, So... Who knows? We might. It might. One shot might take years. Uh, you know, the flu vaccine you usually mm-hmm. take every year, so mm-hmm. it might even be more effective than the flu vaccine. But for the still, time being, yeah, though, it's one uh, study. Yeah, it's a preliminary study, and it's yeah. very promising. Yeah. But our hopes can't be in all mm. one basket now, can it? Yeah, it has been peer reviewed, yeah. but uh, we'll have to see. All right. It's funny because in a news cycle, we can't just take headlines for what it is. I know. If only, though. If only. <laughs> Context is so important, folks. Yeah. Thanks, Adam, as always. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.